Hey guys, welcome to Career Conversations. If you haven't had a chance, then check out our last podcast. We interviewed Nano Rake from No Limit Capital. It's up on the FFA's website. Today, I'm really excited to be joined by Tom Speller from KBRA. Welcome to the Fund Finance Association Next Gen Podcast, Career Conversations. This podcast aims to highlight industry leaders, their career mistakes, lessons learned, and advice they have for the next gen group of the fund finance industry. Please welcome your host, Joel Bucket. Hey, Tom, thanks for joining us. How are you today? I'm very well, thank you. Yeah, thanks very much for having me. Yeah, no worries. Um, so I thought to start, as we usually do, we'll go into the vaunted uh, quick fire questions. Um, so I wanted to ask you, do you have a favorite movie? Oh, favorite movie. Uh, wow. Okay. Um, probably going to be a bit uh, obvious of an answer, but I think The Godfather Part 1 was maybe my favorite. Although I, I am a huge Marvel fan now, so maybe one of the Marvel movies might make the cut at some point. Um, but for now, I'll still go with the classics. That's literally the same answer that Leon from Reed Smith gave, and it's my favorite <laughs> <Yeah>. too. So, <laughs> Is that something maybe in the, the profession that people... Uh, People big uh, Godfather fans, but yeah, no, it's um, like I say, a bit of an obvious answer, perhaps. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you have? Have you been on holiday at all this year? Uh yeah, I've been lucky enough to have a few holidays. Um, so most recently, we were in the the Caribbean. Um, went to the Bahamas uh, for for a couple of weeks, which was which was lovely. Um, uh, and hopefully, uh, we're having a few family trips as well coming up as well. So we're we're spending a few uh, weekends away in in the UK. Um, Probably a good good idea to spend holidays in the UK just now with some of the travel issues, but uh, yeah, it's going to be a, a fun summer hopefully coming up. Awesome, that sounds good. Um, finally, do you have a favourite type of cuisine? Oh wow, cuisine. Um, probably, I would say Mexican. I think is my favourite cuisine. Although I'm maybe being influenced too much by the uh, accompanying cocktails that that come with the, <laughs> the meal. <laughs> But uh, yeah, we have spent uh, way too many uh, weekends and evenings in uh, in uh, Oaxaca and some of the other restaurants around London, um, and so I have to go with Mexican. Yeah, that's oh, good. All right, so um, I thought to start the serious, uh, if you serious podcast, um, could you tell us a bit about KBRA and what you're doing in the fund finance space? Uh, yeah, absolutely, happy to. So. Um, I guess KBRA is it's a rating agency. It's a full service credit rating agency. So it's covering a, a number of different industries, obviously including funds. Uh, it was founded in 2010 um, by Jules Kroll. Um, and Kroll people might be uh, Jules uh, people might be familiar of. Uh, started out a previous company called Kroll, uh, which is um, which is the financial investigations company, which which he sold, I think, in 2002, and then he founded. Um, he founded KBRA in 2010 in the wake of the financial crisis, with the with the with effectively with the aim of restoring trust in credit rating agencies. Obviously, some of the the issues that came to light during the the rating uh, during the the financial crisis with the rating agency process. He wanted to to establish a, a essentially a new standard for assessing risk uh, and offering um, transparent ratings. And so he he founded the firm in 2010. Uh, and it's grown pretty rapidly since then. So I think we're now around or just over 475 employees. Uh, we've got offices with our with our headquarters in in New York um, and other offices in the US. And we've got a now a pretty growing presence in Europe as well. So we've got offices in London, uh, where which is where I'm based, and Dublin. Um, so serving, um, you know, helping to serve in 
clients are looking for ratings that are either within or outside of the EU. Uh, we've, um, we've, like I say, in the fund space in particular, we've we've been growing pretty rapidly over the last few years. Uh, we've now issued over, I believe, over 300 ratings, analyzed over 200 transactions. I, I can touch on, I guess, the, the nature of what we're doing in, in fund finance. So we have these four, four key pillars um, that we look at. The most relevant, I guess, for this discussion is that is our fund finance pillar, which includes you know, transactions such as uh, net asset value backed uh, loans, other subscription lines. Effectively, anything that falls within this pillar is uh, transactions that um, they're effectively securitized by the fund's assets, whether that's you know the actual uncle capital or the other types of assets in the fund, and they repay ahead of the maturity of the fund. Uh, so we've we are, we're providing ratings to a number of different types of lenders or investors in this space who who need it either for for example for capital relief or for other internal purposes. Uh, we also have uh, a fund investment pillar which is looking at um, effectively permanent financing for a fund. So slightly different from your fund finance, which is a loan that it is it should repay ahead of the maturity. The fund investment is looking more like a a limited partner interest into a fund, um, and so you you're you're getting repaid as the distributions come back from the from the actual fund itself uh, and so it's a slightly different risk profile um we've we've been quite active in this space because uh, for example insurance investors are looking for a different way in in, in how to access private capital uh, and so looking at a, a structure that involves the issuance of of effectively of a, of a note that invests into a fund uh, and and that can then be rated um, and then we also have two other pillars, one, one of which is a, a sponsor balance sheet transaction pillar, which covers uh, notes that are effectively securitized by, by GPs, um, revenue streams, whether that's management fees, carried interest or co-investment into their own funds. Uh, and here we're looking at effectively the ability of this, cla uh, this cash flow to meet the, uh, the interest and principal on the note um, that's issued by an SPV, for example. Uh, and then lastly, we have CFOs or collateralized fund obligations, which are passive portfolio fund investments. So quite similar to a NAV loan in a way or a, to a secondary fund, but uh, but ultimately it's more it's more of a passive fixed pool. Um, and so looking at how that pool can, can generate sufficient liquidity, uh, given there's no fund behind it in order to potentially serve some of the interest in, in some of your peers that are more illiquid. Uh, so that's, I guess, a, you know, pretty um, broad overview of the fund finance uh, at KBRA, I mean, we've, we've obviously, like I say, we've been growing pretty rapidly over the last few years. We're, we've been lucky enough to attend some of the, the FFA conferences, you know, obviously the most recent one being in London, um, where we where were speaking with a number of both, uh, existing and potential clients who are looking to get ratings. Unfortunately, most of what we do is non-public, um, so a lot of uh, a lot of the uh, the actual ratings that were provided are not socialized more broadly, and so there's uh, you know we can't provide specifics on on most of the transactions, but we do have some publicly rated transactions which people can view on our website. Okay, thanks. That's really interesting. Um, and you're originally um, from a risk background at Goldman Sachs. So what caused you to join KBRA in the first place? Um, yeah, good, uh, good question. So, I mean, I, I, as you said, I've worked for, for, for Goldman Sachs for a number of years. Uh, I joined them in 2000 and showing my age now. I joined them in 2006 uh, and left in 2021. So the best part of 15 years I spent at GS. Effectively, I joined them out of university. Uh, I did spend a, a year after university uh, attempting and failing to save money for travel. Um, I quickly realized that and probably a uh, 
an issue I suffer from today, which is I spend money more quickly than I save money. So, so traveling is still very much on my to-do list. But um, but I joined the the credit risk division at GS in 2006. I stayed in credit risk for throughout my my tenure at, at GS. Um, but I was fortunate fortunate enough to work on a number of different teams within the division. Uh, so I moved around within within the role that helped keep the job you know interesting and challenging. I was always involved in funds in some respects, whether that was hedge fund, private equity fund, or even mutual funds, uh, you know, covering them from a credit risk angle. Um, but I was, you know, moving around within other teams and, and helping to kind of keep the job, like I say, interesting and challenging and, and helping my professional development. Um, uh, but, I, you know, I've been doing the job for a long time. I had a, towards the end of my career, it was fairly kind of stagnant growth, I guess. Um, I felt the opportunity for that career progression at the firm was a bit limited. And so it was, you know, important, I think, for my profession, my professional development, also to some extent my personal uh, development also to to look for something, look for something new and have a bit more of a challenge in my career. Um, didn't want to be too comfortable and become almost part of the the furniture. Uh, at GS. <laughs> it, was, it was important to have that, uh, that, that motivation and have, have something actually felt rewarding from a career. And so um, I wanted to obviously continue doing something in the credit risk space. I mean, admittedly, I wasn't hugely familiar with, with KBRE before the interview process. I wasn't that familiar with actually what the firm was doing in terms of ratings. Like I said, most of what we're still doing is non-public. And so unless you're actually involved in or looking for, to obtain a rating, a lot of people haven't heard of, of what we're doing in the space. Um, and, and similarly, when I was working at GS, I, I was aware of some of the, I guess, the public ratings that applied on certain types of transactions, but it's not a huge, I guess, public business at this point. And so making the jump into a rating agency role wasn't something I'd, I'd actually really considered uh, until I got the um, until I got the call from the recruiter who was who you know presented this opportunity and, and provided more information about KBRA and and the growth and the and the impact it was making in the in the fund rating space. And so it, it sounded like a you know, hugely exciting uh, opportunity to try something um, ultimately a bit different, but still learning. Uh, sorry, still using a lot of what I've done in my in my career in the credit risk space, uh, but applying that in a, in a different lens. Um, and so, yeah, so it, so it, was, it was that kind of, I guess, a really exciting opportunity from that respect because uh, KBRA is still very, it's still very, still growing, obviously tremendously in Europe. Um, but it was an opportunity to come into to a firm that's been around now for a while, but is. Is, is trying to grow quite significantly so you almost felt like you had a bit of a bit of both worlds working for a for a, what is still was still a growing firm but a you know obviously a firm that's not in any sort of danger <laughs> working for a startup for example um it, you didn't have that risk i think in, in terms of joining that organization and so that was a like i say a pretty exciting opportunity for me yeah that makes a lot of sense and what were your motivations um for going into sort of a career in risk in the first place then um yeah so i guess in terms of moving into risk i mean it's like when i was growing up I, I didn't ever think that risk would be a career i mean it's like i guess it's kind of thinking back to my my, my school days uh whenever you're thinking of professionals i guess um i can't think of too many tv shows or other things where, where risk is glamorized in a way that you want to become a risk professional <laughs> but uh my career in football wasn't really going anywhere so I am. Um, I I chose to study maths and stats. I mean, I ultimately chose a career that I thought was, um, uh, you know, uh, sorry, a, a, a study that I thought was I was going to do well at. And science for me was always a bit more natural than 
than some of the other, I guess, arts or, or, or you know, kind of uh, anything that involved writing essays. <laughs> and so I chose to study maths and I wanted to do something with that in my career. Um, I was always interested in finance. I didn't exactly know which part of the finance industry I wanted to work in. Um, but I, you know, I spent time with various guidance counsellors and also with uh, family friends and, and, other, and other individuals and, and credit risk was, was suggested to me as an area that could be potentially interesting to explore. You get, a, I guess, a really good uh, a breadth of um, exposure to different types of assets and different types of um, groups within, within, for example, within an investment bank. Um, on you know, on any day when I was working at GS, I was I was interacting with you know people from the securities division, the securities division, with people from banking, with uh, with operations from legal, uh, and so that kept the you know the job pretty interesting in that respect because you are learning uh, and 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 uh, interacting with so many different people across the across the bank. Um, I felt it was maybe you know in some respects a bit of a a jump off point um, when I started my career thinking about. I'll go into credit risk and then I can maybe decide a bit further what I, what I, what I wanted to do long term. But the diversity in the job really appealed to me. Uh, I felt like it was a really exciting you know, place to work in, in that respect. And you had a lot of opportunity for learning. Um, and so that kept the, the job pretty rewarding. And, it's, it's, and I also enjoyed uh, tremendously the people I was working with at GS. And so that really you know, kind of helped me, uh, made me stay there for, for as long as I did. Yeah, and have there been any points in your um, career in risk that were especially challenging? Um, and if so, like, were there any sort of key learnings that you could share with our next year members um, for dealing with like more sort of challenging situations or periods, whatever they may be? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's probably a bit of a maybe an obvious answer, I, but I, I guess the global financial crisis was the uh, the most stressful point or most challenging point I can recall in my career. Um, I had worked in, so I joined in 2006. I'd worked for just over a year in credit risk. I thought I was finally getting to a place where I was somewhat competent in my job, um, had, were uh, providing some value to the team, um, knew, you know, broadly some, some understanding of risk. Um, there were, there, you know, there was at that point, uh, you know, the next cohort of analysts that were coming in in 2007, uh, and we were helping to train them up. And so you felt like you were actually taking a step up in your career. Um, I guess when the when the the GFC kind of took hold in late 2007 and 2008, kind of really struck home about how little <laughs> how little I actually knew. Um, uh, and but it was obviously you know a very stressful period, but a hugely valuable learning opportunity from that respect. Um, I guess we really had to mature into the role to be able to handle those conversations with with people across the firm. Uh, we're ultimately working in a controlled uh, environment, and so we had to, you know, we had to have some difficult conversations, and that and that I think helps you kind of mature in in a lot of ways. Um, and have, you know, communication is obviously vitally important, and so it's not just about rejecting business out of hand. You really need to make you know pe make people understand exactly what it is you're you're saying, and and providing some transparent feedback in that respect, so they can at least understand your point of view. Um, I mean, I think I, th I guess maybe. You know, in terms of uh, takeaways, I think, I mean, think, maybe thinking about taking time to step back, even during stressful periods and, and think about, you know, what it is that matters to you personally. I mean, during that period, I, I was very happy just to have a job. <laughs> and so I put a lot of energy, all my time basically into um, into making sure I wasn't getting fired. Uh, first and foremost, I uh, didn't want the, um, 
you know, the kind of that that shame of having to come back with, uh, you know, from London. I'm originally from Scotland, and so I moved down to London for the job. Um, and I didn't want to have to move home, having uh, kind of effectively failed from 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 that world. And so, and so I, I spent a lot of time um, and energy, basically, on the job uh, to ensure that I, I I made it through that period without without losing a job. Um, but that then came at the uh, the expense of other personal pursuits, or even you know just making time for uh, for friends. Uh, I lost contact with a few few friends from university during that period, which is always something that I kind of regret. And so I think it's important, um, definitely to take to take time and step step back away from from some of the job. And, and even I guess if you're in a job that is is doing very well and successful, and you're kind of again putting all of your energy, it's it's important to just think about actually reflect on on how. Uh, how well the job is going and, and some of the successes and, and again kind of you know take time with the team to make sure that you're um enjoying the success that you're having in that respect uh i guess the next one kind of again leading into that is maybe the importance of teamwork um you know thinking about asking for help uh you don't necessarily feel everything is on you in that respect again everybody was very busy during that period and so actually reaching out to people and asking for help you felt like you're more of a burden but it's it's very important, obviously, to make sure you're not getting yourself into a hole, um, uh, and you are asking for help where you need it. I think teamwork is obviously hugely important to any success of any group, um, and it's really important to find a job that has a has a good close team, and you enjoy ultimately the people you're working with because in those stressful periods you're going to be spending you know more time in work with 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 these people than than your family and friends and so having having people that you enjoy working with it's going to make a big difference to your own personal experience i guess in the job um maybe i'd also just you know just say i guess managing how to manage priorities <laughs> when i was at when i was at university or other i guess even at school um i was i was notorious for leaving things to the last possible moment um you know, kind of engaging deadline mode and making sure I got things done as and when they needed to be done rather than in advance. <laughs> and that's that works fine in, in a lot of situations, but obviously over time that's going to just just build up into a you know a hugely ever increasing to-do list. And you're gonna then have anxiety over the amount of things that you have to do. And so managing your time, how to think about prioritization. Uh, focusing on the things that matter again kind of and 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 not leaving things to that last possible moment i think is as at least for me being personally been a, a hugely uh or difficult learning curve <laughs> but uh yeah i mean i think this is obviously uh you know a, a lot of um a lot of good takeaways we had from that um but i think i think the most important one just being just thinking about um you know just making sure you're managing managing your time to ensure you have uh you're focusing on the things that matter to you as well as obviously the job yeah, I think that's really important. No, it's, um, it's been really interesting talking to you. Unfortunately, that is all we have time for. So thanks so much for sharing your insights and for your time today. Yeah, no, absolutely. Thank you again very much for having me. Hopefully um, hopefully that was useful and, and uh, informative. But, uh, but it's been a pleasure speaking with you. And thanks again for your, uh, for your time during and before the process. No worries. Thank you.